All right. Welcome back to Soul and Soul, the podcast. I'm Sangmin. And I'm Jessie. Cool. So we are going to talk about friendships today. Yes. I definitely, <laughs> in my head, I have like two songs about friendship playing in the back of it. Like the Houdini song, uh, like the friends, how many of us do, how many of us have them, that one. <laughs> and then I have like the White Stripes song, like we're going to be friends stuck in my head. So, you know, it's about making a friend on like the first day of school. And like, it's a song that actually reminds me a lot of you because it's like kind of how we became friends, right? Yeah. Like, you just decided like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess, I I think we talked to them, did we talk to them about how we became friends in our introduction episode? Yes. I think very briefly. We did mention it. Okay. Do we want to tell them the friendship story or dive right into it? We can, yeah, I think we can say it again. Okay, guys. Story time. (laughs) (laughs) I think I told it last time, you tell it this time. Perspective. (laughs) I don't remember anything. It really be your own people. (sighs) i really don't remember have you guys ever had a moment where you're like wow that was important to me but like bitches don't care (laughs) i have bad memories it's cool Cool. Um, (laughs) no more podcasts just gonna tuck that away in my little drawer of cancer hurts <laughs> to be revisited at another time <laughs> cool. cool lord knows i'm not sensitive <laughs> all righty so for everyone listening and i guess pack herself <laughs> um for my perspective Pack and I made pretty quick friends um, in that we were pretty much friends from the first day of work, or at least our first day of work together, um, in that, like, we had a boss, and she was going through our orientation, and I think it was the first time that I realized that, like, I had fucked up, right, and that I was I was working for someone who might be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Real Oprah giveaway vibes, you know, like... You get a job. You get a job. No, you get a job. And, you know, I look across the room and someone else has that same look on their face like shit. (laughs) And that person was packed. (laughs) And for me, I remember pretty much being like pretty thickest thieves ever since because you need a buddy in the trenches. You know, you need someone who you can look across a work meeting and be like, are you are you are you hearing this shit? for real like (laughs) like oh my god and that's always been back for me uh so shout out to our old boss for bringing us together it's probably because like I wanted to forget about that orientation or something because I remember that it was very disorganized yeah I was looking around the room and I was like okay okay (laughs) 
I think I think when we first started teaching together or at the same building, you and I weren't as close as we were by the end of the year. Because I, I don't think that we became, I think we talked about this last time our Facebook anniversary came up. It's like a year yeah. off, yeah. like from us knowing each other. So I don't even think we were Facebook friends until a year into teaching, which kind of makes sense, I feel like, because both of us are so reserved that that would take a year to blossom. Yeah. So thick as thieves as you would be with a coworker. Now we're literally thick as thieves, but (laughs) (laughs) I think what's interesting to me about friendships is that like I make quick friends, right? Like I, I like can make friends with pretty much anyone that I would like to be friends with, but I don't necessarily know what the level of that friendship is. If that makes sense. Like I, I make a quick friend, but like to me that that friend that I made is not necessarily like a super, super good friend, but is it, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like interesting. I wouldn't even call it a friend if I feel that way. To me, those friendships aren't as strong as the ones that take longer. Even though I can make quick friends with anybody and we'll have a good time. I make good like let's hang out friends very quickly, right? Like it takes a long time for me to make like, I'm going to call you with an issue friend or like, I trust you enough to like talk to you, talk to you friend, you know, but I definitely quick, like, let's go hang out and have a drink friend or like, let's go have dinner or you want to go play soccer kind of thing. But like, less like, I'm actually going to like insert you in my life and rely on you for something that takes a long time for me. Wow. As an introvert, if I'm hanging out with you, you hear my issues. <laughs> <laughs> I made that decision to hang out with you. That's a significant step. <laughs> you are officially my friend. You're going to hear my issues. Yeah, I feel like as an extrovert, that is like not necessarily like I'm a people person, you know, like I can fuck around with just about anyone, but like I can't necessarily fuck with someone until <laughs> I've got <laughs> I mean, Um, which kind of brings me to that question. I wonder if maybe this is a a personality thing with the two of us, or if it might be something that's a little bit more cultural Mm. or both, right? Maybe both. Mm. So what role would you say that friends, do friends have in your culture? I don't know. I was like a little lost in the beginning when we were talking about before recording, because I, I honestly thought friendship was more like based on the person and their personality, not based on culture. What do you mean by that? Like, I've, based I've on the- seen different kinds of friendships within my Korean community. Since I'm an introvert, I have my kind of friendship, but I see other people like Koreans that were born here, Koreans that were born in Korea, like they have very different kinds of relationship. So I feel like even if you were born in Korea, if you're an extrovert, you can have a you know, type of friendship that you just talked about where you can hang out with people, no problem. But I am a type of person where I am super reserved until I get really comfortable with you to be able to hang out, which means that I can open up. Maybe, okay, maybe I should phrase it differently then. Are there traits in friends that are extremely valued in your culture like for instance i would say in black culture a trait that i and i think a lot of black people look for is that you're like very loyal and that you would you're there when someone needs you right um and because i think that 
it's so hard to tell the difference between what's you and what's your culture, right? Like what you share with people like you and what is just like a thing that's yours. But I think, and it's also hard to tell which culture you're talking about here, but I know that I personally have a lot of trouble asking for help. And so when I do ask for someone help, and I think this is common with black women in particular, like that we don't like to feel weak. And so we don't ask for help. Right. And so if I do ask you for help, I expect that person to show up. Right. And so like that loyalty and that like willingness to be, for lack of a better word, like ride or die is like something that is very much valued in our friendships. Is there like something similar like that in Korean friendships? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't I I guess in Korean culture, friendship is not as valued as much as in your I mean of course you know you want your friends to be loyal and everything but it's not something that we consider I don't know we don't really put too much weight into it I feel like it doesn't it's not a significant part of Korean culture Mm, that's crazy because I was gonna ask you like do you think that in your culture romantic partnerships are more valued or friendships and I feel like you've already kind of answered yeah I would say more romantic partnerships only because they're more traditional so they want you to be able to get married and you know have a family have children and things like that so I feel like most people do not necessarily value romantic partners more but they're constantly thinking about having that lifetime partner rather than having friends hmm like I thought, okay, I thought that we would, our cultures and us might see a little bit differently eye to eye on this one. But I didn't expect it to be like remarkably different. I, would, I wouldn't say in Black culture, one is significantly valued more than the other. I would say on paper, it feels like romantic relationships are more valued. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you really get to the nitty gritty of it and you're like thinking about who you're supposed to be relying on it might be friend first Mm. not necessarily friend first and like you go to your friends before you go to your partner but oftentimes like you run things by your friend um that you're unsure about maybe that you feel uncomfortable about being telling your partner um oh yeah I mean that's the case I I guess I'm thinking more about like and uh, I feel like I guess I feel like, I'm sorry I cut you off, but I feel like um, in Black culture, more time is probably spent with your friends and on your friends than your romantic partners up into a certain age, obviously, and then things kind of change for it. And that goes without saying for everybody. But like, once, okay, once you are in a relationship with a long-term partner, your other friendships don't like kind of fall to the wayside kind of thing I think if you're a good person you shouldn't (laughs) your friend so So I don't see that as like culture based I feel like that's personality based almost because I've seen people who they get a boyfriend or their partner and immediately they drop their friends like they stop hanging out with their friends they stop talking to them all of their time is spent with their partner um, and then they'll come back to their friends after they break up and they're like, oh, I broke up with this guy, blah, blah, blah. No, I see. I'm not even talking about um, toxic friendships. <laughs> like, 
I'm not talking about those toxic friendships because I think those that's yeah I think you're right those are universal across the board happens in every culture and those people suck (laughs) (laughs) um I'm talking about okay do you think it's more acceptable to prioritize that romantic relationship over your friendship in Korean culture like if say there's a Saturday night event and your friend wants you to go to it and your partner wants you to go to it they're different events sorry I think people would I guess it really depends on where you are with your romantic partner in a sense because I feel like if you're a married person you would always go with your husband or wife or whatever uh see this is what I meant I don't think it's that different um in my culture mm. like I don't think that that would change things that significantly like yes obviously the gradual you you start dating someone you spend more time with them and you prioritize your life with them over your friendships with other people but like I don't know for instance like even my parents absolutely my mom might want my dad to do something but my dad is like yo I'm gonna go hang out with big Dave instead Right. And not in a way that makes my mom upset or she doesn't get upset about it. She's just like, all right, go cool. Go hang out with your friend. Okay, I was okay. I was thinking more like bigger events. My scenario would be like your husband wants to hang out with you. Your friend wants to hang out with you. Yeah. Is there a default? For me, it's whomever makes the call first. Like you you called me up first to hang out on a certain date and then later on my husband asked me on the same date i'm like no i have you know i already have something going on that day word look alive tay now i know the secret (laughs) (laughs) you're like um every sunday of march (laughs) now i know tay (laughs) look alive (laughs) okay Because that's what I was interested about. Like, I wondered if it was something that was cultural, because I do think that there are, I still think that there are cultural differences in terms of how much friends are valued, right? Because I know for sure, if we're talking about the queer community versus like straights, like queer people very much value their friendships more than their romantic partners. Mm. hell your romantic partner might end up being your friend because there's like 10 queer people where you're from (laughs) you know like after you break up y'all could still be friends because there's only 10 of you (laughs) you might have been friends for a long ass time before and it just so happened at the start of the line right now both of y'all are between relationships and so now yeah (laughs) there's a lot more overlap I feel like with friends and you know their benefits Uh, (laughs) when you're in such a smaller dating pool but I definitely think that friendships are more valued than romantic partnerships right especially when something like chosen family has to exist in that community right in my community oh so maybe it's not a race thing you did not hear that from me I take it back I never say such things (laughs) but you were saying how um like the definition of family is a little more loose in black yeah, culture. Definitely. I mean, I don't know how many fucking aunties and uncles I have that are like literally not related to me, <laughs> like at all, or cousins. I'm like, do I really have a thousand cousins or is everyone in Indianapolis just my cousin? Like, <laughs> what's up? Um, 
But, like, I also think that the idea of family is loose in terms of, like, like, I, okay, so one of the things that my parents have said to me, they have a lot of sayings that they say to me over and over again, because I guess wisdom can never find different word choice, but... But they always tell me like that quote, it takes a village, right? Like it takes a village to raise a child. And I feel like growing up, I definitely knew not to misbehave when I was out in the neighborhood because it didn't matter what fucking adult saw me. That was my ass kind of thing. Um, And it was, and I also feel like that's kind of why friendship, that is kind of a little bit why friendships can be a lot different when you're older, like. My, par- my parents' friends helped raise me, mm-hmm. you know, very much so. Um, not necessarily 100%, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I learned things from my uncle Brian. I learned things from my Aunt Angie. Like, these people actually taught me things that maybe my parents weren't able to, my parents didn't know about, um, but they very much helped raise me. Mm-hmm. And not in, like, the my parents asked them advice kind of way. Like, no, like my parents trusted these people enough to like teach me life lessons Mm. I guess in that sense Korea is similar too I'm not sure how it is now but when I was growing up um I don't know people were more friendly (laughs) everybody knew each other's business because like you know all the kids hang out in the same alley and we're just like you know like neighborhood friends yeah their parents know my parents and you know everybody knows each other yeah this is actually reminding me you remember that time um right before you got married when we went to the bar and I was like you can't have babies right now like I'm not ready (laughs) to have a child so you can't have a child (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and I meant it I was like 100% dead serious when we went to work everybody was like haha Jackson's so funny I was like bitch I was not playing (laughs) I'm not ready I guess it's because of like that's what kind of what I mean when I say my culture like I firmly expected like to have to to help you raise that child and I was like girl you don't want me raising no kids right now (laughs) and so I definitely think that they're like or, um, for instance, I have a friend. I met the dude, da da da. I liked him and whatever. But she made it very clear, like these two things were like separate, and like our relationship never changed when she got married, like at all, uh, except for I now had to go talk to some random date. And I think that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. She didn't change. No, right? And then like, but I don't think that that's true for every person or every culture. You know, if you know what I'm saying, like, I think that in some cultures, it would absolutely be expected that, like, she then prioritize her husband. And if her friendships faltered a little bit, it's understandable and acceptable and even, like, expected. I think Korea is slightly like that. People usually understand, not when they're dating, mm-hmm. I would say, um, but when they're married and you know, they have a kid and everything. Of course, you're gonna not spend as much time as you're with your friends. Yeah, because you, ha- you just have other stuff to do. And I think that's totally present in the Black community too, right? Like you're building your own little family and mm-hmm. you expect to spend time with that. I don't think though that it is a one or one or the other. 
right? I, I think that your, your significant other is almost expected to kind of blend into that friend group, mm. at least while you're together. Right. And then once you all break up, if you break up, then like your friend group cuts that person off, theirs cuts you off, and you're with your friends again. I mean, if your friends are like cutting you out of your life because they got married, that's just a bad friend. No, I mean me. I mean like I definitely mean it the opposite way. I've I've seen it more like the person who is getting married doesn't like again, we're not going toxic friendships where they just like completely don't talk to their friends anymore and you know they're in an abusive relationship of some kind or whatever the case may be right um I'm more talking about just that like I do I've noticed in some of my acquaintances like friendships and marriages where they just like kind of just start like pulling away from others and like okay so I know this I know this dude and I was talking to him my recently about well okay sorry no I wasn't talking to him he was venting to me and mansplaining about how he was so annoyed that his female friends wouldn't just back the fuck off and let him and his like girlfriend live their life right um yeah right that's the face I made too I was like what the fuck And so it really occurred to me, I was like, ooh, like some cultures don't see friends the same way. Maybe some genders don't see friends the same way, right? Like obviously we both identify as cis women, but like maybe other genders like don't have the same care Mm. towards their friends. Cause I was like, ooh, so like none of your female friends are supposed to talk to you because why? And I think that is also something that pops up in Black friendships, too. Like, that is it. That's one time where I would be like, yep, this does happen kind of frequently. Yeah, where I'm just like, oh, yeah, people do cut off their friendships for romantic partners when it's like this, right? I always think that this is a super toxic idea. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because 50% of marriages end in divorce and only, like maybe like one or two of those relationships you're ever in are going full force to manage so I'm like but your friends are supposed to be forever supposed to be yeah you know if you pick them right they should be (laughs) they should be for a long time a couple seasons of your life at least you know so I I don't know there's a I do think back to that original question I do think that black culture values friendships just as highly as romantic partnerships but there is like a good section of people in black, black people who do value romantic partnerships better. Mm. I wouldn't ever say, I guess that, and maybe I'm going back on what I said earlier in the episode, I don't remember, but I wouldn't say that friendships are more valued. They're, they're either less valued or on the same. Mm-hmm. Plan. Mm. Right. Right. I feel like in Korean culture, it changes significantly once you get married. Like, marriage is such a big deal in Korean culture. So, yeah. I mean, marriage is a big deal in Black culture, but it's not at the same time, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it's something that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of Black people are striving to have and Mm -hmm. to accomplish. And I don't want to say accomplish. That's the wrong word. But, like, are, are, yeah, striving to have in their life. Like, they won't, a lot of Black people want to get married. But I also feel like Black people know that 50% of marriage is in a divorce. (laughs) 
I also think that Black people know that marriage does not make a family, right? Like a piece of paper does not mean anything more than it meant when you didn't have that piece of paper if you're committed to each other. Mm. It's weird because marriage, like everything with Black people, has been impacted by slavery, mm. you know, and being enslaved in this country and like not being allowed to get married or only being able to get married with masses permission. Like, not being able to do the marriage ceremonies that you would have done back in Africa. Like it, so it's like a, you know, it's important, but it's not the end all be all by any mm-hmm. means. I'm also biased daughter of a three-time divorcee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about us now that we have decidedly determined that I was wrong and it has nothing to do with culture or it has very little to do with culture. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you value in a friend? Uh, I think. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because you answered that question. (laughs) No, I mean, it's really hard to, I don't know if I like somebody, I like somebody. I never really think about what part of them I like or like what part of them I value the most. Really? More of like intuition. For real? Yeah, if I feel comfortable with you, I feel comfortable with you. Weird. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. So you literally do it. You don't, okay. You don't have a type in your friendship. I, yeah, I take a very passive position when I'm making a friend because I'm a super introvert. So I am, I usually let people come to me and, you know, through conversations or whatever, I will either warm up to you or don't. Mm-hmm. This might be why it takes you longer to find friends, but maybe might be why you have like stronger across the board relationships with your friends. Mm. That's cool. Um, Cause I've never really thought about it. Like, I know it sounds crazy. I'm like, I've never really thought about like doing a vibe check. That's <laughs> what I would call it. A vibe check. <laughs> Ask my vibe check or my friend. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay. I think that there is a vibe check with me, but before you even got get to the vibe check like there's almost like you probably had to have fulfilled some of these before we're even in a situation where you would be vibe checked for real that makes sense Uh... yeah before I guess before I we get we can come back to this value I want to ask you like are there levels of friendship for you yeah are there different types of friends what are they I guess it's not really it's like first of all there are like people that are just acquaintances and you guys are not my friends but you are polite and you might think we're friends but I definitely don't think we're friends we I we just know each other I might have your contact number <laughs> but we're not friends <laughs> so I can be very cold in that sense I have a clear boundary in my mind um but I don't necessarily communicate that with you um Girl, your face communicates it, but continue. <laughs> I'm, I definitely do, but they might not know. <laughs> you know? Because your face definitely does. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I should post a, a picture to our website to show them the face that I'm talking about because I definitely have it in photographic evidence where you're just like, <laughs> not feeling that. <laughs> I'm not feeling you. <laughs> You could keep talking though. Jesse will probably talk to you, but like, fuck this. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And those are the people who still don't read my face and they'll still try to, you know, talk to me and I'll be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, we've been in that situation I don't know how many times where it's been like, I look over, I'm like, fuck, Pac doesn't like this person. Guess no, there, like, if I'm if I'm making a face, you're definitely not even, a, like, nowhere near, you're just a person that's in my, in my personal area. Okay, because I, again, I don't want to expose these people, but I'm saying that there are situations where you cannot avoid being near these people. Like, <laughs> you've been, like, forced into the same room with them. Yeah. They've been talking to you, and you literally have not fucking responded, and I've had to respond for you. <laughs> Where you're like, what the fuck? Why is this person talking to me? <laughs> like, and that's what you're facing. Yep. <laughs> no, but if I'm making it that clear, just go away. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I'm not sure if it's just very clear to me, because I know you, or if it's just very clear in general. <laughs> probably clear but those kind of people are usually un- unaware of they're not self-aware you're right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there are that kind of people okay uh, and then i guess like co-workers acquaintances but i would oh so there's a girl i thought you were talking about our co-workers there's one even below our co-workers yeah man <laughs> if i'm okay. making that face you're I will never talk about you in my life ever because you don't exist in my head. Okay. I, did, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think you things about myself. I feel like that's the best part about the podcast is figuring yeah. out figuring out things about ourselves and other people that we like just hadn't really thought of, which is one of my favorite parts about our friendship too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like talking through things and being like, ah, oh, shit, I never thought about it that way. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You did your base level. Now you're one above that. What's that level? Friends who I am like friendly with and then like my best friends. Okay. There can be something in the middle too. Like friendly friends, something a little more than that, but not really best friends. (laughs) Mm, Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say for me... 100% 100% agree with your bottom most level, your bottom rung of friendship. I think that there are people in my life who think we are really close and that we are friends and who I would consider no more than an acquaintance. The large majority of people that I know and speak with fall into that category, right? I think that we're like friends, but like, eh, we're like acquaintances who know each other. Like we went to school, we worked together. Um, I met you at a party one time. Um, I met you at a party multiple times. We used to party together, but you know, like those, like think we're friends, but probably we're just acquaintances. Then there are people who I feel a very low level of friendship for, but are more than acquaintances, right? So like someone who, if they called me at 3 p.m. for a favor, I would do, but if they called me at midnight, I probably wouldn't pick up the phone for it. Like would go out, would not go out of my way to help them, would help them if it was convenient to me. Um, don't go out of my way to hang out with them, hang out with them when it's convenient for me and only for specific things. Like my small dose friends, that's what I'm going to name that level. My small dose small friends. Dose friends. <laughs> like I like you in small doses. I cannot do more than that. Right. Like my small dose friends. <laughs> Um, and then there's like, I think 
kind of matches up with like your level like we're like friendly friends right and for me I don't have the boundaries of like co-workers or whatever like a co-worker could fall anywhere and this uh someone I went to school with could fall like people in my life could fall anywhere in this it doesn't really matter how I know you um and then so yeah there's like the friendly friends who, who like I try to hang out with I see I like spending time with them um there's like a level of friends I feel like that I didn't really recognize that I had before but then there's like friends that are better than friendly friends with me who like I might not see that often but like I go out of my way to like make time and space for it. Mm. um so like that would usually be like for my friends from like maybe out of state you know like people that I've known from Wesleyan um a couple people in New York that I we our schedules literally just like don't really work but like we make time for each other kind of thing um but that's like literally like five to ten people tops right and then there's like best friend and best friend is a status that I think that people think I feel about them but I don't Mm. if that makes sense right I think that after a certain point of well maybe not Maybe not. I think there is a there. I think there is a best friend tier. I'll give it that. But I think there's a tier higher than best friend for me. Mm. Like I, I think that there is like a tier where it's like, yeah, you're my best friend. I talk to you, maybe frequently, infrequently, but like I love you. Like in and you're there. You're like in my life. I can't imagine you not being. You know, like that is my level of best friend. But then I think that there are friends where like it kind of like almost like transcends friendship in that I don't, I know that they're my friend, but I think of them as family, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, I, I know that they are technically not related to me, but like they're interchangeable with like a brother or sister of mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you fall under that for me. And then my friend Amber in Atlanta falls under that for me. Mm. And I think what really distinguishes you two from the rest of my friends, even my best friends that I would say is like, one, we've like never, ever had like disagreements, you know, like, or arguments or anything like that. Like, even when we don't agree about something, it's done in such a way that it's like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Like, cool. Like, good. It's another perspective, right? Or like, she and I talk about this all the time because we're like, she, like the last time we were on the phone, she was talking about this where she was just like, we've never had issues. Like, I know that every time that we talk on the phone, it's going to make my day better. I'm going to feel better. It's going to brighten it up. Um, Even if we're talking about something heavy, I'm going to walk away feeling good, right? You're going to, you're going to make me laugh. You're going to make me happy. And it, it's just going to work, right? Yeah. And I feel the same way about you. Like, even, yeah. you know, even when I'm having a shit day and I come into that office having a shit day, I know that that lunch period we have is going to make me feel better. Yeah. You know? And I don't feel that way about everyone that would fall into that best friend tier. Or any of them, actually. One of them, right? Like, some, most of the time, 90% of the time, me and that person are going to click. We're going to gel. It's going to be great. Um but there are some times where they're just going to rub me the wrong way in ways that like, I'm like, eh, I don't leave me alone for a little bit. <laughs> I think it's because we're so similar that like, 
if I know what you're going through, or even if I don't, I feel it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to act this way so that I don't, you know, cross a line. Ditto. Ditto, right? Like, able enough to pick up on moods to know, like, yo, like, they're not feeling that right now. (laughs) Um, And, like, it's not even just picking up on it. It's caring enough to, like, act on that knowledge, too. Right? I do feel like sometimes people in the best friend tier know my feelings and how I feel about things. But either one, don't do anything to help or not necessarily do anything to help, but don't do anything to improve it or like don't know how to because they don't know me well enough to know how to. Mm -hmm. Like they don't, they think like they're like, okay, these two things would help Jesse, but don't know the context for which one would help me right now. You know, like they're not able to grasp. We're not in as, we're not in sync, Mm -hmm. you know, all the time. We're in sync 90% of the time, but there's like these moments where definitely not. And I also think what's interesting is like, as when I was younger, I definitely thought that for the most part, like people just moved up in my tiers of friendship. And like, once you got to a certain tier, you were kind of locked in. And that's really not the case. <laughs> like, that's like really not the case. Friendships take work, right? From both parties. But the thing is with your like, I guess, best friend and above best friend here you don't feel like it's work mm-hmm. yeah and I feel like when it starts to feel like it's work like it's a lot of work then it's downhill from there that's where it goes downhill when you're just like damn like I'm putting in a lot of effort into this person mm-hmm. or like not even I'm putting in a lot of effort because I feel like I do put in a lot of effort for my friends um across the board pretty much if you are a friendly friend and above I will put in effort and time and energy. Um, I think the higher it goes up, the more likely I am to be intuitive about it. If that makes sense. I don't know. I, for with me and you, it's, it's like silly things. Like I know you're, you're going to have a stressful day. Here's a cup of coffee. I bought it on the way in. Right. I still remember (laughs) it. It helped me so much. Yeah. And like with her, it's like, almost like, I'm like, I know that something major just happened in your life. I know that you need time to process it alone. I also know you're not going to reach out for help. Let me check in. It's been umpteen days. Let me see where you're at, you know? Um, and I feel like vice versa with her. Like, oftentimes when we're, we call each other, we're like, damn, I was just about to call you. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I really appreciate friendships like that. And I hope that everyone has a friend like that, at least one, if not more. Right. I'm also just like not a fan of toxic monogamy and friendships either. I don't like them in, re- in relationships or in friendships. Like y'all can have more than one best friend. Mm-hmm. Y'all can have more than one whatever tier if you have one is above best friend to you. Don't be those weird motherfuckers. <laughs> Absolutely have more than one best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, Because I, I had like an ex-best friend who would ask me about that often and I would and I was just like once you ask that question you're not my best friend anymore <laughs> you've crossed the line because it, it, it's just like um creepily possessive yeah and I just like I had a lot of issues with people who were possessive yeah I I, I really hate people who are like that it, and it, but 
it bugs yeah. me i don't know yeah, why i do know why but it bugs me <laughs> no but like even people who were just like really nice to me and if they were like really demanding and they were trying to take up too much of my time i was i would just like kind of drop that yeah like ah, i don't like clingy people i yeah which is what I, I think it's so funny that people have that stereotype that cancers are very clingy because we're not. And I really don't like clingy people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cancers are kind of like obsessive and passionate about things, but like not necessarily clingy. Mm-hmm. I think those two things get misconstrued because um, I, I cannot stand a clingy person. Like it, whether it be a friendship a romantic partnership, a family member, like it, uh, give me some space <laughs> like just thinking about cleaning people gives me anxiety yep yep, <laughs> yep. Like, and i the- didn't really know that about myself until like m- mid-20s honestly and i'm like oh i don't like this about people mm-hmm. it's not that i wasn't being nice to them i mean i still feel really guilty about what i did to some people in the past but i just I guess I didn't really understand myself as much. So I didn't really communicate that with people. Yeah. And I, I didn't think, know how to react. I think if that's the case, you've definitely gotten better at it. Because you, yeah. I'm like very much aware that that is who you are as a person. Yeah. <laughs> Before I didn't. Yeah. Um, I, I think I also figured this out like no more than a couple of years ago too. Um, I feel like I was trained to think that that kind of behavior was endearing um instead of creepy as fuck <laughs> like that's how people show affection but like no like that is how people cross your boundaries mm. um and I think that is where I feel like a lot of my friendships that have not worked out have not worked out yeah because I just like I okay I'm also very blunt so if if you are clingy and you expect <laughs> to be around me all the time you better be prepared for my goddamn mouth. <laughs> I was like, how does that make sense? <laughs> you won't get up under my foot, like from underfoot, but like you also like don't like the sound you're hearing from under there. Like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> there are so many, I feel like, uh, people in New York for me. Um, and a little bit through college who I've like done that to where I've just been like this is like not working out for me like I I just I just don't like this like and I think that goes back to some of the things that like I value in a friend like I value independence very much so like I need my friend to want to hang out with me but not to need to hang out with me yes um and obviously friends have needs right like sometimes like can't help it like crisis let me I'm gonna come over right but like on the whole I don't want to be needed Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to be wanted (laughs) um and I just I also need my friends to be emotionally mature um, and this is something that I've found out about myself even recently within the last year. Like, you can't change your partners, your romantic partners. You can't change your fucking friends either, right? Like, you really cannot. Like, you might want your friend to learn 
this lesson and this lesson and that lesson because you think it'll make them a better person. But if your friend doesn't want to be that person, your friend's not going to be that person. Mm -hmm. Right. And like combat compatibility exists with friendships too. Like if, and for, for me, I was like, I really thought that like I could help people in that way. Like, you know, like, yo, I see that this is like, not really going well for you if you did x y and z like things would be much better mm -hmm. but like one that's not my job <laughs> two like nobody wants to hear that all over and over again um and no one really wants to say it over and over again and i think a lot of my friendships that haven't worked out have stemmed from that like i really just can't deal with someone who's not at the same emotional level as me yeah which is, I didn't realize that about myself until like real recently. And I think that's also why my friendship with you works out well. And my friendship with my other friend works out so well. It's because we're at the, we're all at the same level of emotional maturity. Mm. Oh, as you were talking, I was thinking about value mm -hmm. in a friendship. Um, I think growing together is something that I value. If you're stuck in one place and you have no motivation, not motivation, but like, I don't know, you just keep giving excuses or I'm a negative person, but if you're even like more negative than me and you're just finding anything to, to stay there in your situation. Girl, I'm triggered right now because like... <laughs> I literally hate people who are not, I think what you're describing is pragmatism. I hate people who are not pragmatic. Go fucking do it. Stop bitching about it. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> I cannot stand it. <laughs> I mean, you can vent all you want, but at the end of the day, if you're not acting towards whatever you're, you say you want, then that's not the thing that you want. I got like maybe two vents in me, you know, listening to them complain about the same shit, like maybe two, maybe two. The second time, I'm probably going to say something that they might not like. <laughs> and I'm saying maybe two. The first time is freebie. Go on, then. But second time, same thing, bitch. You come back the third time, you better hear my mouth. <laughs> I don't want to hear this shit anymore. I have, I have very low talent for that, actually. Mm. Like, extremely low. <laughs> <laughs> what's the point of bitching with no follow-through okay okay so like independent person i would say loyal um i forgot the third thing i already said <laughs> emotionally mature sorry oh yeah, yeah, yeah emotionally mature um and like i don't like friendships that are transactional what do you mean transactional like okay who owes who money right now <laughs> me neither like i i literally have no idea which one of us owes someone money? Who did the last favor for the other person? I don't know. Me neither, right? But I've been in friendships where someone is almost like has like a ledger book, right? Like, well, I helped you out this one time. So you're due to, you must, you gotta listen to my shit right now, right? Because I just helped you there. Or like, well, I paid last time, you pay this time. Or like, um, just like, any of that kind of shit where you're keeping track of like who did what for people and I think that a lot of people do this inadvertently 
because they expect something from their friendships, right? They expect something in return from their friendship. And I don't think that that's necessarily an inherently bad thing to expect something from your friendships. I think though what you should expect from your friendships are like how to be treated, like that they will treat you with respect, that they will care for you, that they will love you, but not necessarily like specific things. Because I, I really don't think that your friends owe you shit. And mm-hmm. I, I found that like people who are transactional really at in their heart of hearts believe that if they are friends with someone, they are entitled to things. Mm-mm, no. I, don't, I don't like that shit. See, again, if somebody does that, I don't consider you a friend. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I have I'm, a very limited definition of what a friend is. I feel like I have had a lot of growing pains in the friendship department. You've been there. <laughs> You've seen them. Um, you know the side note. Maybe we can talk off podcast about this. But you know the last person that I like was like, oof, no, thank you about um, was like when I was like doing the friendship breakup. Which I don't know if about you guys, but like friendship breakups to me are harder than actual romantic breakups. Yeah, like there's just like more involved emotionally. Um, there is more sadness, usually speaking, for me. Like, I I felt sadder about some of my breakups than I did about, like, ending things with a girl I dated for, like, four years, right? Um, because you don't expect them to end, right? You just don't expect your friendships to end. Um, but I've had, like, a, a lot of growing pains in the last, like, five or six years where I've just been, like, either there's something here wrong or Jesse five or six years ago was a terrible fucking judge of character. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that you're so good at this. I, it's something that I want to learn. I think it's easy for me to be like taken advantage of because I give so much of my friendships automatically. Like I said, once you're above that friendly, friendly thing, like I'm willing to give you a lot. Um, time, energy, money, um, though less money. I don't play my money. But, you know, in theory, money. <laughs> why I feel like I'm very selfish in that way and very cold with people because I have very limited group of friends and if you're in my circle you're in my circle but it's really hard for you to be in that circle have you ever seen meet the fuckers I don't think so or meet the parents okay so it's a hilarious movie but what I always laugh about from that movie is um the dad has this thing called the circle of trust right um and it's like literally he draws the circle one time and then tells the son-in-law or the potential son-in-law this is you you are not in it he points it outside the circle (laughs) but i mention this because i feel like i have like concentric circles of trust like Mm -hmm. like there's an innermost circle that like kind of coincides with that level of friendship and then it kind of like goes out from there. And like some people are not in the circle whatsoever, like those acquaintances that we talked about earlier. And then some are only in the circle, like one jump, two jumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that I've done a piss poor job of like, with some of these like growing pains that I've had, I've had, a, I've let people too far into the circle. Mm-hmm. Who, who like, if, like once I started like really thinking about what I value in a friend, what I want for my friendships, um, I was like, damn, why are you in here? You're outside the circle of trust. <laughs> why are you in here? <laughs> you know, learning. 
growing pains. I don't, I think our society as a whole, whether we're talking about our culture or whatever, like definitely values more romantic partners and friendships. And so we've never really been taught how to be friends with people. Mm. Right. We've got like all of these examples about like what you should do when you're dating. I mean, sorry, if you're straight, you have all of these examples about what you should do if you're dating. You do not have those examples if you're queer because fucking straight people are the worst. <laughs> no. Hollywood's the worst. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's not it's not even it's like Hollywood and media and everything else that is run predominantly by straight people that don't like show that fruit. But look, no one is showing what how to start a friendship, how to maintain a friendship, and like uh really importantly, what to do when you break up with one of your friends. Because yep. like, have you ever been to a, through a friendship breakup? It's more like I cut them off or they cut me off. So it's not an official friendship breakup. Oh, oh, y'all, I forgot about this. Hello, that is Sangman, the queen of ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> the queen of ghosting. Y'all don't know how many times this girl has told me, just ghost her. Fuck it. <laughs> Why are you even going to have that conversation? Ghost her. <laughs> ruthless <laughs> i would say like easily like 60 percent of the women i bring to you you're like nah ghost her yeah. <laughs> like what are you doing ghost her now <laughs> yeah so you just ghost or are ghosted is what you're saying and i don't mind being ghosted because i know why you're doing that <laughs> like anymore, so you just ghost and i'm like okay that's fine um Maybe this is me being my dramatic ass self, but I have like legitimate conversations with people before I'm like, nah. And I, I do think that eventually it does end up with like, I'm gonna just ghost you because like, how many times can you talk about the same thing, right? But I do have these like big, long, drawn out conversations that I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> like, um, I, I feel like I give my friends a lot of chances, right? Like, this is something that, again, that I, like, really uh, admire about you is, like, your ability to just be, like, no, you were treating me wrong, so I'll see you. <laughs> like, deuces, right? Um, I feel like I rationalize a lot of mistreatment from friends, right? And I'm just, like, well, they were going through X, Y, and Z, da 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 da, da. Um, My therapist says I should have as much empathy for myself as I do for others, so... Mm-hmm working on that but I do think that it has definitely impacted my friendships where I'm like well like could have had a bad day they could have da, 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 da. and then I'm just like at the end of the day it's like mm, no they were a dick to you so why are you friends with them yeah I'm working on it yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. do you think that you're a good friend no <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> Because um, you know how you are like, if you're a friendly friend to like whatever above, you make a lot of effort. Like you, um, I'm also again remember extroverted, and you're not. Yeah. So my expectation of me, yeah, of being a good friend is like you, pretty much, who's always like you know reaching out and things like that. And I I can't be that person, but I always want to be. So in my mind, I'm always a bad friend. First of all, I feel like those things go both ways, right? Like if um, 
I, I do feel like that doesn't make or break whether you're a good friend or not. You know what I mean? Obviously, if someone is always one-sided reaching out, right, then there's an issue whatsoever. Definitely. But I also think that, like, we're all adults, right? And if you want to talk to your friend, like, it's not like, oh, I just texted them. I'm not going to double text. Like, no, like, we're all adults. We should all be pretty secure in who we've chosen as our friends at this point. And like whether or not someone reaches out to you consistently should not necessarily impact whether they're a good friend, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Like, yes, it's part of their behavior, but I would say more of their behavior at large contributes to them being a good friend. Mm-hmm. Like someone could reach out to you every day and be a dick. <laughs> like someone could reach out to you all the time and be a dick. I've had many of those. Because <laughs> like, I think you're a good friend. That's good. <laughs> so surprised. Like, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> I also think though that um, part of it not being toxic monogamy is that I know I know what you like to do and what I like to do, and sometimes those may that may match up, may not, right? Like I don't call you very often, but I call my friend Amber often, right? Because you don't like to be on the phone, mm-hmm. but like I know you like texting. You text me all the time. It's good that we met when we met. Because if we met when we were younger, I don't know if it would have worked out. You know? <laughs> I've matured a lot. And I learned about myself a lot more. And I'm comfortable with who I am more. Way more. So I can, like, actually communicate things with people now. Yeah. Rather than just, like, ghost people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm so not a fan of ghosting. Um that I I try to avoid it like the plague, which is why I have those long, drawn-out conversations with people. Because I believe people deserve the chance to, like, ex- not explain themselves, but have the situation explained to them. Because even people that I'm not friends with anymore, I still care about. And I want them to do the best that they can possibly do in life. They're just not meant to be in mine, you know? So I like to have those conversations, even though I find them very emotionally taxing and like sometimes not productive. (laughs) And I'll never know if they're productive because I ain't your friend no more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you believe in friendship soulmates? Yeah, like us. Look at this chart right now in front of us. Oh, yes, guys, we did a bunch of quizzes and we're going to go over the results with you guys. But we did a bunch of different personality tests um, and we're like similar in more ways than not. (laughs) We're practically the same person. Okay, so I got a a Korean twin out there. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because like the idea of soulmates are so cool, like. It's something that even on days where I haven't necessarily believed in the idea of a soulmate, it's been because of cynicism, because I've like literally really wanted to. I'm just like, oh God, well, whatever just happened hurt me so much that I don't think it's Is that such a cancer thing? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. But I deeply want to believe in them at all times, even when I'm like, (laughs) I know. Um, I feel like my idealistic part of myself is probably the most cancer thing about me because <laughs> I just I just want everyone to be the best versions of themselves I believe that they can I want everyone to be like happy well-adjusted people and like it's possible 
I want everyone to find friendship and love and yada yada sappy sappy. Yeah. It is very cancery of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I feel the emotions of other people, man. <laughs> and I need them to be doing all right so they can stop dumping on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want everybody to be well adjusted so I don't have to have conversations with not well adjusted people. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately selfish. Ultimately. It's, okay. My follow-up question sounds weird in context of friendships, but I'm actually going to go with it because I feel like so much of uh, people don't really think about their friends as soulmates, you know, like finding that. How did you know that we were friendship soulmates? I don't know. It's just a feeling. Again, I don't know. I'm very, I guess I'm like more intuitive person. I also definitely believe in friendship soulmates. And I have two. I've got Pack and the Amber, who I was talking about earlier. So I guess that would be, I didn't want to say the word while we were doing our tears, but that would be my final tier, like soulmate friends, family friend. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're significantly different than romantic soulmates. I think you get different things out of both. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's like significantly different. I don't think it has to be. Mm. I think our society makes it that way, but mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be. Mm-hmm. right just like you get different things out of your friendships different friendships you would get different things out of different types of relationships mm-hmm. all right so that's a wrap for friendship episode part one um we originally planned it for one full episode but since we had so much deep conversation and thought-provoking conversation we decided to divide it up to Friendship part one, where we actually talk about what the values of friends are, how it's received in both of our cultures. And for the next episode, we will talk about the results of those personality tests that we did. So stay tuned for the next episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore soul and soul. That is underscore S-O-U-L-A-N-D. S-E-O-U-L, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast apps. Bye-bye.